welcome to What in the World Language Podcast. Today I'm speaking with Jessica Reyes. Jessica Reyes is a certified Spanish teacher and currently teaching at the elementary school level for Middletown Township Public Schools. She has a bachelor's degree from Rutgers University and a master's degree in educational leadership from Grand Canyon University. Having over 13 years of experience teaching from pre-K through 12th grades at both public and private schools, she is passionate about language acquisition and social justice. Her passion for social justice has led her to have discussions and workshops on implicit bias and cultural competence. She has collaborated in the revision and update of the World Language Elementary Curriculum in two districts. She is proud to provide a diverse experience for students and teachers. You can connect with her on Twitter at ReyesJessica6. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Thank you. Absolutely. The honor is mine. So we're going to get started pretty quickly. I have just a few questions for you. Um, As you know, it's Black History Month now. We're in February. Yeah. And... Just wanted to ask you a couple of questions about that and about the things that we do in in our classrooms during this month. Yeah, it's a very important so, topic, yes. Yes, it is. So many people seem to want to only teach these topics during one month of the year, during Black History Month, right? So for you, why is it important to celebrate Afro-Latinx and Black History all year in our curriculum and classrooms instead of just this month? I, th- I think that this is a great question because it's just that there is a, cons- a conception of what Latinas should look like and you, we need to provide the real look. There's no Latina look. And for me, it's very important to show my students, especially because my parents are Colombian. I am born here. Parents are, you know, proud Colombian American. I want them to see the rich culture, what makes the people of Colombia so diverse and so beautiful. And part of that culture is the Afro-Colombian culture. Especially when you go to Cartagena, you see the pride and you see the artwork and they need to see that. And when my students come in, that's the first thing. I have videos of different artists that don't fit that stereotype or that mold. And I feel like you need to go into that and dive into that because they. I feel as language teachers, we sometimes, like we... Are we we are kind of complicit with those stereotypes. We don't we don't know it, and we have to be aware of that. And that we have to be aware of our own lens and how we how we portray this beautiful culture that is just not just one culture. It's uh, indigenous culture. It's an African culture. It's a European culture. It's a whole blend, and uh, we have to do it justice for these students, and they need to see how the different roots of every uh, how it's cha- infuses. Like there's the music. Uh, the art, the food, the culture, the religion, all of that stems from the African roots and the indigenous roots. So you can't just talk about just one culture, the majority culture. We got to talk about every, what makes Colombia or any other Latin American country so beautiful because it does have a very a rich culture, but a very complex history. And we can't ignore the history because with that history, there's a lot of erasure and we have to acknowledge that. That's critical. You said something at the beginning of that that stood out to me as like 
the identity of what a Latino or Latina Latinx person yes, looks like. Absolutely. Right. Um, so that's that's pretty critical. There's not this one um, romanticized idea of what what a person looks like from any given country. Right. So that's critical that you do. I guess that goes in line with some of the diversity that um, classes that you've taught to teachers and and colleagues. I imagine you probably touch on some of those things. Too. Yeah, it's very important for me because I don't work in a district that's diverse. I am the only Latina in one building. I go to two buildings. And for me, oh, wow. it's very important. I am diversity for some of these kids. And so for me, it's very important. I, I, see, I go to two schools and I see these my children for once a week. Once a week, they have Spanish class. So I have to make these powerful lessons. Like they have to have an impact because I see them sometimes four times in a month, not much time to really mm -hmm. cover important material. So it, how long, how long are your classes? Uh, if 40 you see minutes, them once a week, 40 how, minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah. So that is, that is pretty short. So for instance, just for this month, um, I will just, we go over the date and then I said, them, what's so important about Pivotal? What is so important? And I was like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. It's President's Day, leap year. I'm like, but something else. And then they say, I'm like, it's Black History Month. And then we talk about it. And they, some of them don't even know it because their teachers aren't covering it. So here I am, a bridge. Oh, wow. And we do have probably maybe 2% of our students are African-American, but I want to represent, I want them to see themselves. And it's very important for me to be that bridge because I can't believe just because we don't have a large population, uh, the teachers don't feel as it is a priority or important. And I right. am here to say, yes, it is very important for the students. Probably. To, yeah. To see the contribution. Probably more important, right? For sure. They need to make the connections. <laughs> and I always say to them, and they stress to them, there is a point in history that Famous, like mathematicians, scientists, artists, you name doctors, have contributed to this history. And just because of the color of skin, they were not acknowledged and recognized. And if anything, some of their work was stolen. So I said, mm. we have to talk about that. And I say to them, have you ever watched the movie Hidden Figures? And we dive right into that. And I say, now we're going to go and talk about other, you know, important figures and like the Latino history and the pop culture, you know, like, uh, like Celia Cruz, Roberto Clemente. We even talk about Pele, you know, even though he's from Brazil, but we still talk about because his story, they, they all have stories of where they face adversities and they talk mm -hmm. about it. There's a part that says just because of the color of my skin, I could not perform just because of my accent, because I'm black. The news, uh, the way he, they were portrayed by the news media, they were ridiculed. We need to have these conversations and you dive in at the young age. It starts at the young age. We cannot mm -hmm. wait until middle school, high school. We need to have these courageous conversations in our classroom now and it all starts with talking about it and it just and some of these students need to know that you know what there is in, in whatever they thought was uh it's kind of questioning history to be honest with you and i even say to them hey ask your your classroom teacher maybe at the end of the day you have five minutes go on brain pop search black history month and see certain learn a different about within that little minute it's just so they could even take that to their classroom because they had no idea which is crazy in my mind that i'm here bringing that to their actual main classroom the spanish teacher is mm -hmm. having that bridge and mm -hmm. creating that bridge for them and it's very important because you don't want um there to be a one-sided 
narrative that's always dictating how they see things and they have mm-hmm. to be able to go, wow, the, the Latinx community is very diverse with a, with a history. And they, we, we, we talk about it and say, yes, they were forced to come to not only this mm-hmm. country, but first they were forced to come to Latin America. It was, in, mm-hmm. but with that, you can talk about how the, the culture that was brought, the music, the music, so much of the, you know, like the Latin music, the genre music, it's stems like African music, the beats, the congas mm-hmm. you're talking, like you, we talk about it. <laughs> so we have to, it's woven in like any way possible. It's like with, if certain teachers have topics or thematic units, music, art, food, oh, all of that, you was, it can be just woven beautifully into um, the curriculum without just saying Black History Month. Like, African, you know, that that especially like I could speak for the Afro community, Afro Colombian community has brought so much um, to the table and have not gotten the acknowledgement. And we see that with the mm-hmm. reggaeton artists, Maluma, mm-hmm. uh, J Balvin get the credit. But unfortunately, where are the artists that brought this surge of music, especially? Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to talk about the colorism within uh uh, even within the Latinx community, the colorism, like I could say, Google Sammy Sosa. Let's go talk about that. How he, he, we need to redefine beauty. It's all about questioning all the standards that were imposed on us growing up and reclaiming exactly. that, that identity. Yeah. So you said something like uh, two things, like um, the reggaeton roots that a lot of people don't know about. And a lot of times you think about the cultural iceberg and those things that are, are you know, that are on the surface and music being one of them from cultures. And we all tend to teach, you know, clothing units. And we talk about uh, things that uh, the music is one of them. And then not knowing how you could briefly introduce into that the roots of reggaeton, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Into that instead of just saying, oh, look, you like Maluma? Maluma speaks Spanish. Look, blah, blah, blah. But you're missing something, right? So it's that surface level. But you you said something that leads in sort of the next question that I have about some of your students that don't even possibly know about Black History Month at all, mm-hmm. which is you think about it, kind of disturbing. Absolutely. You know, and you say you teach uh, – um, uh, I guess predominantly white students, yes. and I would say that 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 work is is critical mm-hmm. in those schools more so than anywhere else, right? Yes. Um, so you know, I commend you for bringing that. But it kind of yeah. leads into my next question, since those students don't know, possibly don't know, or have very little knowledge of Black History Month. How can we incorporate uh, these histories, Afro Latinx and Black History, uh, into our curriculum all year long? So it's not just highlighted during one short month. I feel like you could do it within, it's just naturally, like how we were saying when we're talking about art, there's the art, the music, it's talking about food, religion, all of that, and just giving the voice and picking different people that do not fit whatever is that stereotype and saying, hey, let's talk about that story. Because when I read my younger children, this book about Celia Cruz, there's a part that says, like in, like I said before, uh, it says just because of the color of my skin, I wasn't able to perform or compete. And um, and they make the connection. Oh, just like, unfortunately, you know, it's just like they, they only know certain figures in just the American history of African-Americans that paved the way. They know, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, 
and you know ruby bridges and you're just like oh just like how they had to deal with those adversities you're like yes but you also want them to further their knowledge uh and say hey there's other people that also contributed to the movement and um and just saying hey let's learn about more people who have been who faced with adversities and paved their way and unfortunately it came with you know price a lot of them their price was their life um and I feel like you just want to make sure that you're giving the credit to the right, it's, you, you have to, I just feel like it's, it's important for us to acknowledge every voice. And that is done through just saying, hey, not going to say, it, it depends on thematically, like if, it, I don't know, every school has a different way of approaching culture, but if you're going from country to country, there's Afro-Peruvians. If you want to talk about Mexico, there's a community of Afro-Mexicans. You want to talk about Chile? There's a community of Afro-Chile. You want to talk about Argentina? Same thing. And you can even go in depth of how the erasure, how they've been trying to, in a way, whitewash certain communities because of the, the, of the thinking of like that, the color, the way you look, is, gives you some sort of mobility in class system. Uh, and like I said before, not going back to Sam Sue, but here's an accomplished sports athlete that has bleached his skin. And we don't want our students to feel like that there's one type of something of beauty. And yeah, if we're talking about even beauty, like our face, like, you know, about like, you know, body parts, you can definitely dive into beauty and show different people. And that, and I feel like it's just how we introduce it. It could be homes, families, there's, it's just making sure that um, whatever we introduce comes from the narrative is from people from that community and, and it reflects their perspective as well, which is very important. Mm -hmm. Not from the white lens. No. It's important to yes. step back and make sure the voices that you are bringing are, are represented, right? Yes. Uh, not just uh, filtered through your lens. Absolutely. Which is, which is problematic in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So moving toward those practical things, what are, because this is a podcast for teachers, what are some of those things, resources, and materials that teachers can use that you have used? What would be your advice to those, those teachers? What can they bring into the classroom? Like, what can they do? What can, if someone wants to get started, someone's listening to this podcast and they're like, oh, that's all great. I understand my lens and I need to check my privilege and I, I understand this, blah, blah, blah. But, but I'm, I'm lacking resources because we see now on TPT, Facebook, Twitter, people selling things. Um, some of them good, some mm -hmm. of them perhaps not so good coming from a different lens that is basically just touching on those uh, surface level cultural yeah. ideas like we mentioned earlier about the reggaeton but not really uh, digging into the roots of that. So we – so to counter that narrative, right, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that that, uh, that you use in your classroom that you could share with other teachers? I do have different books um, and I make sure like the authors, there's one even though she is um, – she is she is Monica Brown and LJ by Rafael Lopez. There, uh, I make sure that there, it's like she is not identified as Afro Latinx, but she is Peruvian. Um, and uh, 
at least we had the Latin voice there. And unfortunately, like the books that I u- do use, like my name, Me Llamo Celia, uh, Roberto Clemente, and the other one of Pele, also written by Monica Brown, it has a story. They are covering certain topics that I want to talk about, like having this about racism, uh, poverty. It goes into that. And then just to, because you need to have some sort of way to introduce and talk about the struggles and the adversities, because you can't just say, oh, here are these accomplishments. This is happily ever after. No, we need to go right into also the difficult part, the uncomfortable. We have to be uncomfortable. We have to, if it's about, if it's about us, then, you know, about maintaining, keeping ourselves in like in a comfortable, like not being awkward. No, we have to have those that we have to go, go step outside of our comfort zone and have those challenging conversations with our students because they're not going to grow from it. So I start with books um, and I make sure I read through it and, um, and see if it just romanticizes their story or does it really talk or to at their level, K to five level um, really goes into the adversities that were faced. And I also do like to display like music. I do have four, I also have 40 minutes, um, music of different artists. And they, you know, so they come in, they get to see this music. I'm like, oh, where are they from? I'm like, from Colombia. And, um, and I like to just show different art. You can go into that and just Googling it, different artists and, and music and just having them go. It's just, you want to have it as authentic as possible. And I do want teachers to also look at to go research and they have to do their work as well they have to go to watch films that are made by the afro-latinx community because that's very powerful like i went to a film festival just for that and you're just like wow because sometimes we think we know but we have no idea what they're feeling inside like what is going on we could say oh yeah no 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 oh no they we'll talk about what it is. And um, so I feel like it, it comes with a lot of work. You have to be able to get in there. It's not just like, oh, we're going to cover this and then we're done. No, 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 no. It's an ongoing work within yourself, in your classroom, outside the classroom. Um, it's I'm always evolving because I find myself, I'm going to be honest with you, I find myself sometimes like I have to check myself. I'm like, oh, that is your, you know, that's a stereotype. What are you thinking, Jess? Calm it down, you know? And I, you have to have the courage to check yourself and say, all right, am I doing it justice or am I just covering it just to say that I did it? Um, but we, I go with books, uh, music videos, and um, also art. You could, and I, I think there's just so many things that I go with in it. And, but like with Celia Cruz, I love just showing them, even like the Sesame Street, because they're like kindergarten, first grade. Like there's one that she's doing like a salsa and she's and just seeing her in real life, not just in books, but real life. Look at the beauty, the features. Every, I want them to look at this beautiful lady so much to our country too, to the United States. You know, the whole salsa came from, you know, Vita Puente. And like, you know, they need to know that. It's that beauty of it. Um, but we got to start. It's a big task, but we have to start taking the small steps. And I think that's what's important um, because no step is just not going to go anywhere. We can talk the talk, but we have to be willing to take those steps and outside of our norm. And um, because this is a big weight that we need to make sure that our kids know 
the outside of our classroom, they go to Latin America, or they even with the communities, uh, Latinx communities, they go to New York City, you know, so they know like, wow, there's like every different people that speak the same language and they are, and they are still who they are. Like it doesn't make it, it, it's just, I wanted to just have that pride and um, yeah. I, I because I see it. I see it with my friends with the colorism. Just because their sister is a little darker, the younger sister is a little lighter. She's seen as the pretty one. Um, and it's just you know, we can even talk. I know there's a movie called Hair Love. We can talk about that. That you know, just it's just so reclaiming that. And um, you can just do. The, you can use a lot of what we have for uh, Black History Month, like, or even just the history we have. It there's a lot of of resources that are also translated as well so it's just making that but i like i said i do small steps i teach k to five younger kids so i do start with my books and then have those conversations and then most of and most importantly have them make those connections and how that mm. fits into their history into their life because mm. we could sit that's important yeah i want them to take it in because they can learn it but i, I need it to touch their heart and right. that's what it is making the connection and like all right and have them eager to learn more about it. And some of them come back like, oh, senora, there was, we watched Netflix and it had this person and that person. And you're like, okay. Because I think it's some Netflix show, like who was show or something of that sort. But kids, when they're really interested in something, if you grab them, they're going to do their work outside of it. So right. that's what it is well, that's Im- to like spark that's that beautiful. curiosity. Because Yeah. And, and you teach the young kids. I teach high school Spanish, so... Um, that's, that's important to start, um, at a young age. And, and I would encourage people to go look at a podcast that I did from, um, it's called We Are Organization. They work with youth and doing social justice and equity work. And, and she explained a lot about the importance of doing this work with the young kids. So I commend you starting with books and the narratives, but more importantly, I think is, is you said something, educate yourself. Right. So yes. that's going to dictate the lens with which we choose resources. So mm-hmm. sometimes the work is hard, like you mentioned, um, but I think you got it. I think you're on the right path. Yeah. I want to thank you well, for thank your you so recommendations much. and thank you for sharing today on the podcast. No, thank you so much for having me. It was a complete pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. And you're listening to What in the World Language Podcast.